following is an exclusive presentation of the Ultimate Hoops Podcast Network. What's up, UH Nation? Welcome back to another edition of the Ultimate Hoops Podcast Network. This time, I'm not joined by Jake Asman, the multi-talented broadcaster who's now doing the covering the Olympics without us in NBC, so we wish him luck there, but I'm joined by a special guest who I think we've had once, twice, maybe a few times over than that. It's a special one. It's Chris Cox, who is now taking a few seasons off, but he's gearing up for the for the national tournament in New York, ready to get back out there with the Thundercats, and we'll touch on that in a little bit. But Chris, thanks for coming on. We're happy to be here. Happy to have you. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. So couple things I possibly want to touch on in this one. Um, you know, you're obviously not playing this season, but like we said, you'll be back over the next few seasons here, probably more towards, I would say, summer season if yeah, possible. Um, you know, that's obviously the main goal here to get you back in the gym and getting out there. But, you know, obviously this season, Garden City, we split things up a little different. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've noticed. Um, we have a draft league in Garden City. And then in Syracuse, there's no open league this season. We just have, like, the older guys. We have the vets. So, what are your thoughts on the draft, you know, from looking at it from afar, you know, being in two different styles? Yeah, I mean, I obviously look at it from a creative standpoint. I think the draft league is something that puts a spin on things. You know, it's different when you've been playing with a group of guys for four or five seasons now, and you kind of know each other's strengths and weaknesses. But as far as the draft league, it's not like you're playing with your best friends anymore. You know, you're kind of going off of, well, can this guy play with me based off his ability? Is he, you know, a shooter? Am I more of a ball handler? Are we going to be adaptable together? So I think that kind of twist on things makes it a bit more fun, um, a bit more realistic too, and just overall splitting up the different teams and not playing with your best friend like like you have been for the last couple of years is cool. Yeah, you know, it's definitely different. It's definitely worked for some. It's definitely not worked for others. Um, you know, coming in, you know, there was some backlash. You know, we won't name any names, <laughs> but uh, guys were a little up in arms about what we were going to do and, you know, who we were going to put in their team and how the captains were going to be, but... In the end, I think Nicole did a phenomenal job putting it together. Obviously, it's been working. You know, we're four games into it now, and just the, all the new members that we're getting from Garden City and some new players, which you'll see over the summer, and just bringing some new new people into it. Because I'm sure you know you guys and others are just like, all right, we're tired of playing on Suck. We're tired of playing right. Frey and everyone and all the, and all the group. So it's definitely different. I'm definitely for the new style as well, and if we can bring that into Sasha, that would be great. Um, you know, and going from there from the draft, obviously you've seen the teams on the online. Um, I'm sure Nicole has told you about them plenty of times. Just from looking at it from afar, who do you think has the best team on paper? Did a good job of drafting. Who played a good GM? The next Kobe Altman. I mean, I'm always going to say El Chapo is a really strong team just based off the fact that, you know, any team with Carlos on it is like a team with LeBron James. I, feel like. <laughs> I mean, he can do anything from score to passing the ball to rebounding. So you got him. You got Will Hennep, who's a very solid point guard. Um, and then a scorer with Dylan Harlem. It's, it's like you have the best of both worlds on those teams. So looking from the outside in, they have the best team on paper. Now, if you look at it from a record standpoint, they're one and three. So I'm not really understanding how that's, you know, that, how, that hap- how that's happening right now. Um, I've heard Will and, Will and Carlos have had some arguments on the court, which they were college teammates. So it goes back to those college days. But uh, so they should still be a little bit better than that. Um, yeah. I absolutely agree with the point that they should be a lot better. Um, you know, I told Carlos, told Dylan the same thing. I said, look, how you guys, whatever you are, like, come on, now, figure it out. Like, you have four guys in there, you know, plus they have Rashawn, who's, mm-hmm. you know, nothing to slack about either. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, th- with the four of those guys right there, compared to when you look at the other teams on the, on, on the field out there, they should be much better than what they are right now. But luckily for them, it's, you know, four games in. I'm sure they'll figure it out. 
and you know go from there. I think Will's missed maybe one or two games, so that also contributes to what they've had. But you know, the biggest thing for them is I don't think they have a lot of depth. Is yeah. you know sleeper picks and things like that in the draft, and obviously speaking the first season, I think that's where they've they've missed on. But you know, that's what happens when you do the draft. You got Carl sitting there in front of the computer, and he's looking at people online. He's like, "Up, oh, I don't know that guy, right, but I'm going to take right. him." So exactly. it is what it is. But you know, I agree with you for sure. I think they're definitely should be a better team. You know, another team I think should be a lot better as well. You know, we talked about just before recording, but is is Frey's team. Yeah. Um, you know, with you obviously got the Frey brothers, mm-hmm. and then from there you got Dante. So there alone, you have three solid players. You should be competitive. You should be what you know what you're doing. But you know, they've kind of been on and off. So, uh, what are your thoughts on Dante being, you know, the go-to guy at all points now, not playing with, you know, Mills or whatever else he's got going out there? I think whatever team you put Dante on, he's going to be the go-to guy, even if he was playing with Carlos, just because he's more aggressive on offense. So, you probably want the ball in his hands if you need a bucket. Um, but Dante, he's an amazing point guard. He's an ama- amazing player. Can still make plays at the same time. He has good guys around him. Um, but he's just going out there to rip your heart out every single <laughs> night. Um but that being said, Chris is a great player too. So I feel like in tandem they could be a great one-two punch. But if Chris isn't bringing in one night for some odd reason, then you know Dante has to shoulder a heavy load, and that's unfair to him. But can he do it? Yeah, he can get it done. I think he can get it done. Um, he's he's tough to guard. He's definitely tough to guard. Probably has, from what I've seen, probably the quickest first step. Yeah. I mean, he's he'll blow by you at any point he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll definitely test it out. You know. There's a lot of hype with Dante coming in here, um, and we still haven't really seen him play, I would say, you know, the better competition yet. I don't, he hasn't played in the summer season yet, so once we get to the summer season, I think he'll take it up a notch, and we'll see, like, the real Dante that we were here from all these other leagues that you, I'm sure you've seen, and obviously Chris has played with for a long time, so definitely looking forward to that. But speaking of Dante and better players, and we'll go on from that, the Vegas tournament, obviously, Thundercats, you know, the, the, the hype was around it. Everyone wants them to go out to Vegas. Obviously, it's not ideal for every single person around the country. You know, there are 25, 26 teams that are going out there. I think New Jersey has a team. There's a new team coming from, like, San Antonio. So they do have some new teams, and they're expecting us to be one of those new teams. But obviously, things haven't worked out. We're not going to be going out there. So tell the viewers out there, what's under cats? <laughs> Anyone have an idea of why we're not going out? Uh, yeah, first of all, viewers, you know, I'm sorry that we're not making that trip, unfortunately. Um... You know, it's just not feasible for all of us. It's it's a tough time right now financially for a lot of guys. You know, we can't really make that trip. People are getting married, taking vacations with their girlfriends, stuff of that nature. Uh, Mike Copeland is recovering from his ACL injury. Shout out to Mike, by the way, if you're listening to this. I miss you, big guy. Um, but we don't have a complete team right now. So I think we're going to chalk this one up, even though we'd like to be there and just prepare for the NYC tournament in the fall. That's we're going to be in August, so I just before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is... Tough one to miss because we want to play the best competition, but you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. It's not like it's going to be the last opportunity for us, and we'll definitely be back. Definitely be back. I think you know, with more preparation and, and setting up for maybe for the next one in May, but definitely for this coming August, you guys will be there. It's in our hometown. It's right here, and you guys will go out there. You guys will defend your title. Will Copeland be ready by then? We don't know. You know, it's it's it. I think it's actually an Achilles. Yeah. 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 So Achilles injury, that's that's a big thing. Stuff. Yeah. I was, Stuff. I was speaking to him a month ago, and he was starting his uh, physical therapy. He said he felt good. He just misses playing. Um, and I think this is gonna be good for him. Copeland was a notorious scorer. Like he could just flat out just do things on the court that nobody else can do. But he always was out of shape. So I think this is gonna force him to get in better shape and combine that with his skill set. When he comes back, he's gonna be a completely different player. So 
depending on whether or not he's ready to go by that August time period, I think if he is, you're going to see a whole new Coburn, a much more improved one, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm excited as well. You know, speaking of, you know, obviously he dominated whenever he came in the game, you know, especially that one game. I remember we go back to the tournament. Mm-hmm. I remember that Sunday morning or whatever. He's like, oh, I don't want to play. Yeah. And it comes in off the bench, and he scores like 10 straight points. Yeah. Like, up oh, there's the Copeland. Yeah. And every he's back. So, if you know, if he gets in shape, he gets his, you know, all that together from the rehab, and he comes out firing like, you know, his earlier days, younger days. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be tough to beat. You know, if you, you can make an argument that him and Carlos and a few others up there were part of the, one of the most dominant players of the tournament. Yeah. So if you can get him out there healthy, it's it's going to be a big help. Yeah, for sure. Also, play boys, both sides of the coin here. Um, that same day that he said, I didn't want to play, and he came out and just dropped 10 straight points. I think it was maybe 15 minutes after that where he was like, that's it. I gave you all I got. <laughs> and he just went to the bench and, you know, refused to get back in the game because he was so tired. So, you know, he does stuff like that where he can definitely score, but when he's out of fuel, out of gas, like, you see the end of Copeland. Um, and the whole team knows that. And we were trying to push him back on the court, but he just didn't have any more to give. So, yeah, you know, you're you're definitely right about that. But you know, the big reason I think for you guys for winning that tournament, you know, you got to go back to the tournament MVP. You know, Carlos, like you said before, he's kind of like the LeBron James of, of our league, yeah. if you will. He's he's does it all. Yeah. I mean, you know, he can't shoot the three, you know, the best of the ability, but mm-hmm. you know, that's what he's got you guys for. He just yeah. spreads the ball around, and you know, Carlos has been you know one of the better players to come through this gym in, in I think in a long time, and. Mm-hmm. Definitely very talented. So you guys are very lucky to have him and yeah. obviously Mills and a couple other guys. So we'll keep running on that. If we were going to create one super team like they wanted us to do to go to Vegas, mm. you know, I know it was kind of in motion f- trying to find 10, 12 guys. Um, you know, what what kind of guys were we going to run with do you think we were going to go out there? Obviously, I know one of the big ones was, all right, let's bring Richie Bird on our side now. We definitely mm. need Richie if we're going to go out to Vegas. So. You know, if we get, let's start with like a starting five or just a just a five off the bat, and we'll kind of go from there. I mean, that's so tough because there's so many good players in the league. Um, I'm gonna give you five, not including myself. That I was just like on my team. First, I would like to go with Will Hennep just because that's my guy. But at the same time, he's a stupendous point guard, um, and I've seen him handle in pressure situations. So I know he's not going to necessarily fumble the ball or turn it over or crack under pressure. Um, he's always looking for the pass first, and he's just a great leader on the court and a great, great floor general. So I would start off with him. I guess moving on to your two, you know, you need Richie Burry out there, someone that can flat-out score, you know, a shooter, but a score at the same time, can take it to the hoop, even though that he doesn't really want to do that all the time. He can put the ball on the, on the floor if he has to. So just somebody that can give you straight buckets. At the three, I'm going to go with Carlos. Um, just for his versatility, like I said, LeBron James of lifetime hoops essentially can do everything. Um, big body too. What is he like six eight? Yeah, six seven, yeah, six yeah. eight. Just but a, he's a huge, plays bigger. Huge dude, but runs like a gazelle. Just super athletic. Um, doesn't really show his athleticism all the time either. But you know when he chooses to, it's incredible. So I'd go with him. Um, four and five. I would go with Mastro. I mean, his record just speaks for itself. He just finds a way to play. His footwork is phenomenal, too. I've seen him, you know, he gets me in the air all the time. He's getting Carlos in the air all the time. He just he knows how to move around the court in the paint. Um, he's so, got that dream shake going. Yeah, exactly. He, he knows what he's doing down there. Yeah, you know, we he, call him like the Tim Duncan or the Hakeem of the league. Right, right. So you got to put him in there. And then I guess the five, you know, if Copeland wasn't healthy, I would go with Mills. Um and Mills is a stretch five, 
but he's a big body at the same time. So you don't really notice it because he doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but Mills can definitely shoot a three. And if you – I say on that team, that the, the team that I just named, he would be the second best shooter to Richie on the court. Yeah, I and think I'd have to agree with that yeah, for which sure. Which is crazy. It's, which is crazy, which right? Which is crazy. But at the same time, he can get in the post, and, you know, he's kind of unstoppable too. So he can do the best of both worlds, and he's a great defender too. So I think it's a well-rounded five right there. Definitely a well-rounded five to start with, I think, for sure. You know, if you're moving to the bench, you know, we'll just name some guys, you know, some high-energy guys. Obviously, you got, you know, you got Chris Bray, you got Stefan Schwartz. You know, those are two off the bat. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, obviously you play with in the tournament already yeah. that you'd love to have. Obviously, yourself, you know, I don't think you guys win the tournament without you. I think you were probably the best wing defender, you know, at the tournament. You know, I think you guarded Brinsley Haywood, a couple of those guys from Minnesota. So you obviously need you out there. And then, if you know, if you're going with another three, four guys, I think there was talk this season uh, for Vegas, at least, to bring John McKay out there, mm-hmm. who's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, at his size, lefty, creative, you know, it's kind of like the James Harden of our league. <laughs> yeah. You know, just kind of figures it out and mm-hmm. he has these crazy shots, step backs. So, you know, I think he's someone that you guys definitely could have thought about to yeah. bring out there. And then, obviously, there's a few other spots towards the end. You know, maybe you want to bring, like, a savvy vet back there. You want you want Harley out there, maybe. Because yeah. I think, you know, at the tournament, he was kind of just – he was your leader, leader out there. He was your Greg Popovich, everything mm-hmm. you needed out there. So, definitely have Harley come out with us. And then, can't forget the, the one and only, but you got to have Ken out there. I mean, yeah. he's flat out just scores the ball. Yeah. So, you know, that's – I think that's a solid 10 right there if we were, if we were putting it together. Yeah. And, you know, so Vegas tournament – well, hopefully, hopefully next next year. I but hope so. Yeah. If the, then the other talk is going to be, you know, for this coming season for the summer, you know, are we going to make one team or we're going to make two again? So you know, obviously Thundercats, you guys had you know your seven eight deep, um, played really well, and we were fortunate enough to have you guys face off against RTG. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure people are going to come out firing against us and you know want to come at us. So you know that'll be a discussion to have if you guys want to combine. So. Hey. You know, it's just so tough to do because there's so many good players in the Sios at Garden City area and Long Island area in general that it's really hard to get it down to one team because if you do that, you're cutting so many good guys off that can be great contributors to the team. And at the same time, if you put it into one team too, and just it limits the playing time and the rhythm that you have for those players. So, uh, like, for example, let's say you got Carlos and you got – Mark at the same time, you know, you can't really keep Carlos out for 15 minutes a game just to put Mark in because Carlos could be on the court, you know, giving you 10 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists. But at the same time, Mark can be on the court giving you 20 points just in yeah. that time time frame. So, I think two teams is the best way to go, um, and just splitting up based to people's strengths. You know, everybody can't play with everybody. You know, uh, I, I, like it was tough for me to play with. I played a season with Richie, and, you know, great player, like, better player than me for sure, but, you know, we both like the ball in our hands. We're both very ball dominant, so it was hard for us to really mesh. Even though we won games, you know, I think. Yeah, was there any questions yeah. team that summer? Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. you guys start, had a phenomenal team. Yeah, for sure. You guys started 0-4, yeah. and then you won four straight, mm-hmm. and then you had that miracle shot, yeah. and you guys made it all the way, I think, to the finals that season. Yeah. But I could definitely see what you're talking about, the conflicting playing styles. Yeah. You know, we yeah. think we spoke to Harley at length about that that mm-hmm. season. I think that was, wow, that's like two summers ago yeah, already. So yeah, time yeah. has flown by. But, you know, I definitely see what you're saying, you know, other guys out there. So it's, it's definitely going to be something interesting. I think if we were going to Vegas, I think we'd have to definitely set up with one. Yeah. Um, the talent out there is just, you know, NBA players. You've got former pro guys. You've got overseas, yeah. you know, and all that. But if we're playing in New York, 
and we're playing with the eight teams and the way it's currently set up. You can get away with it. Yeah, and you can get away teams. with two teams mm-hmm. and, and figuring it out. You know, what I want to see is the guys that come to us bring the talent, the high-level talent, because everyone's all about, oh, well, you know, we didn't bring our top guys, mm-hmm. you know. Well, bring your top guys, and let, let's 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 really see it then if, you know, you mm-hmm. know if you're still going to talk us down over here and say that New York is what it is and – you know, the, the big talk here is that Mastro and all the, you know, obviously everyone knows Mike because of his winning and of everything. Course. They say, oh, well, Mastro hasn't played against anyone that's that great. Uh-huh. His, that's why he's got 12 titles mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, it was proved in the tournament, you know. Mm-hmm. Richie Bird plays in this league. You know, you play in this league. Yeah. There's so many talented guys, like you said, in the Long Island area. And that's, you know, really, really great to have. And that's why I think we run, you know, and have one of the most talented leagues in the country. Yeah, so, for sure. you know, that's a tournament talk for us. Mm-hmm. Um but we'll move on from Ultimate Hoops and the life of that for, for a little bit. And uh, let's jump into some of the NBA. Um, obviously, well, I know. Some people might not know. But your good friends and you grew up with and you played a lot of, a lot of ball with is Tobias Harris, mm-hmm. who's been at the, actually at the tournament, watched some of your games, mm-hmm. been here a couple times. You know, it always works out. You know, obviously, big trade for him again. Um, what's this, the third time I think he's been traded now? Yeah. So, obviously, as an NBA player, I'm sure that's tough to go through in the mm-hmm. situations where you're close to him. Um, you know, definitely, you know, I did the basketball camp in the middle of the summer. Couldn't be a nicer person. Couldn't be a nicer guy. Um, you know, really feel for him. But, you know, wh- how do you like the situation for him now, moving from Detroit, you know, going out to L.A. now, another situation again. So, yeah. have you talked to him? What does he think? Yeah, I remember the day that he got traded. Um, we were talking in the group chat. It was, it was a lot of us. Um, and he was like, God, I think I just got traded. And we're kind of like, what? Like, that's completely off topic from what we were just talking about. And, you know, he jokes a lot. So we're thinking he's joking. And he was just like, nah, bro, I'm serious. And we asked him to wear And he said, you know, the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, prior to that, he was having a phenomenal season. He was averaging 18 points a game. Um, I think he was shooting, what, 46%? He was shooting like, crazy percent from three point line. And that's why he's in the contest yeah, this tonight. Um, but yeah, he was having just a great, great season, which is why it's frustrating to see him leave Detroit um, because they invested so much into him and then just gave him up for – obviously, Blake Griffin is a great player, but, you know, Tobias is a rising star at the same time. Um, if you want to keep somebody on that team, I think, you know, you want to keep him. But moving on, you know, Los Angeles is a great place for him to go just because it's a bigger market. Um, we all think that he's going to evolve into the superstar that he is – going to be I'm not even gonna say could be because he will be there but you know now's the time for him to do that um and his first game he, he talked about his teammates and how it was playing with them he said they just you know said hey listen we know what you can do go out there and score the ball don't worry about anything else like obviously you know worry about the stuff yeah, like that course. but like we know you can score the ball that's that's your game like go out there and get buckets and I think he had 24 that game so they encouraged him to just shoot and stroke and you know play yeah, you know, for me, you know, I'm a big NBA guy, so, you know, I got the league pass. I'm watching games. You know, I watched a lot of his games this season in Detroit, mm-hmm. and though, then you see the Blake Griffin thing happen, and, you know, if, if you're on that side of things, and, you know, the Clippers obviously with them and Chris Paul and DeAndre, that thing was falling apart, and yeah. obviously they were ready to move on. But from the standpoint of Tobias, I think, you know, he was having a phenomenal season in Detroit. Yeah. I love what they had going on there. Van Gundy, I think, is a phenomenal coach. But mm-hmm. now he moves on, he plays with another great coach in Doc exactly. Rivers. So. I think it's a good situation. I think he'll adjust nicely, and uh, we hope, wish him all the best out there. You know, he's playing with some great players. He, you know, John Jordan, Lou Williams. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some really talented guys out there, and I think the Clippers are 
our rebuild mode in there, and they're saying a prayer this summer for LeBron James <laughs> to come out to L.A. So, uh, like, every all these other teams are saying a prayer. So we'll see what happens for Tobias and all those guys out there in L.A. But, you know, another thing I think you want to touch on was, you know, just the trade deadline in general. You know, Cleveland, my yeah. God, just yeah. a revamp. But Kobe Altman, like, just, wow. Yeah. Um, what they did was just out of this world to, 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 to dump – you know, way to Miami, which was perfect, I thought. Mm. You know, D. Rose to Utah, they caught him. You know, then you're going to go with Shumpert. Like, all these guys that they were just dead weight to them, and mm. the Isaiah Thomas project didn't work. Mm. You know, in the end, that looks pretty bad. You traded Kyrie Irving, and now you've got Isaiah Thomas back. It yep. didn't work, but it's all right. Things don't work. But to revamp your roster, bring in Rodney Hood, a guy who flat-out shoot the ball. You know, you trade Drake Crowder for him. You, you know, just George Hill, a veteran point guard. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts on what they did and how you think they're going to be going forward? Do they match up with the Warriors now? Do how are they are they definitely the favorites in the East? You know, a lot to be done. Uh, I'll just start by saying D Wade to Miami just made me so happy. Uh, if anybody <laughs> knows me, I'm the biggest Dwayne Wade fan in the world. So kind of seeing him go home and uh, this is where he's going to end his career. You know, just tied loose knots and everything together. I think he's going to play phenomenal for the Heat, too. They have a good team. They're fourth right, fourth or fifth right now in the East. Or actually, Yeah, they're, they dropped. They dropped. They're, they're, they're still good, though. They're <laughs> they up are. there. They are. There was a point in time when the Miami Heat were, like, second in the East. Yeah, yeah. It was early, but, I mean, their roster doesn't doesn't have that. All right, you look at him and go, all right, that guy's a superstar. Exactly. They have Goran Dragic. I mean, he made he's the All-Star well. game and whatever, yeah. but... I mean, Hassan Whiteside's been out for a good portion of the year, just uh, came back, had that back injury. And then Deion Waiters has been out for a long stretch, he's, he, he's done for the year. Yeah. So oh, he's done for, he's done for the year. What happened to him again? He has an ankle injury, okay. and he had major ankle surgery, yeah, so he's done. Surgery, yeah. So, I mean, that's another point to make there. You know, the, the talent that they have is, isn't is great, but yeah. you put Wade out there now, see him go back to Miami, that's definitely mm-hmm. fitting. I'm definitely happy with that. You know, you know, obviously, if you're in Cleveland, you'd love to have him there, but, you know, if he's going to go anywhere, I'm, I'm happy that the Cavs were able to make that move. And, yeah. For all of us out there, you know, whether you're a Dwayne Wade fan or you're a Miami Heat fan or you're not, you, yeah. you got to see the guy back, go back there. Exactly. You know, Flash is back home, watching those highlights and everything he's done in the past for Miami is just it's amazing. So yeah. definitely happy to see him go back out there. But then you got other guys. You got Isaiah Thomas and the Lakers now. It's it's just it's it's a weird situation. But Cleveland as a whole, just the, the turnover of that roster is yeah. phenomenal. So here's my thing. I was talking to my friend about this the other day, and he thinks that LeBron James had nothing to do with these moves. Yep. I think LeBron James is, has a huge say of course. for this. I think LeBron was literally like, okay, I want you to move this player, that player, and that player, but send D-Wade back to Miami. I think D-Wade had a conversation with LeBron James and said, you know, I don't got it anymore. I don't think I can be a part of this team. You know, I'm not effective. Just send me home. And LeBron was like, all right, like send him home. That's yeah. what happened. Well, that was reported. That was reported. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big Twitter guy. I'm, yeah. big, I'm out there. That was reported that Dwayne Wade and LeBron had that conversation and said, "Look, you know, if it's if it's gonna blow up, yeah. at least you know, let's let's figure out a way to get me back to Miami." And exactly. I think that was definitely there. But there's, you know, I don't know who your friend is, but you can tell him <laughs> that the influence of LeBron James is prevalent. It happens. For sure. For sure. Um, you know, I don't have to. I don't think any of us have to be out there and tell you that it's not. Yeah. You know, he's one of the biggest influences in the world, whether it's basketball, not basketball. But you know, people say, "Oh, he's the coach. He's the GM." You know, they joked around the other day. You know, last week, you know, I'm sure you saw Steve Kerr let the Warriors pretty much coach the team for the day, and then Ty Lue was like, well, they already think LeBron does it, so if I give him the clipboard, that's right. going to be a disaster. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is, but you know, LeBron definitely has an influence out there. Mm. You know, he's obviously the best player on the planet right now. Yeah. 
and it still is at his age, which is incredible. He just gets better. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's why the, the topic of this summer, you know, his free agency is so big right now. Mm-hmm. You know, the big two guys out there, the big fish for the summer is LeBron and, and Paul George. Course, yeah. But the Cavs right now line themselves up, I think, very well to compete again with the Warriors. Before this trade, I would tell you, no way. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they were a disaster. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they weren't doing anything. You know, mm-hmm. that game to OKC, when they led like 149 points, and mm-hmm. they, Paul George and Westbrook and all those guys were just killing them. So it's definitely a big adjustment. I'm definitely happy to see them come out and, and do it because, I mean, I'll go for a fourth straight finals with the two of them. I mean, honestly. I don't think that's going to happen. No, think, all right. I think this trade was like putting a – it was like putting duct tape around a leaking pipe. And, you know, it's going to look good right now just because, yeah, they're younger, they're more athletic, they're better compatible with LeBron James. Obviously, you move all those old guys out, and that's cool. But at the end of the day, can they match up in those really crunch time situations when you get into a playoff match and you're playing, like, Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals? Because that's probably what it's going to be. And you got guys that have been there before. But then you got guys on the Cavs that really haven't. You know, George Hill's an experienced veteran, but, you know, he's only gone as far as the Pacers have let him and then you got Rodney Hood I don't know how far he's, he's been probably first round first round with Utah yeah. last season with Gordon Hayward yeah. before he left obviously exactly. so yeah and then you know the Jordan Clarkson's Larry Nances who are great young players but they really they haven't seen the playoffs before they haven't. <laughs> in their career so they're going to be good for the time being in the short term um, but in the long run I don't think they're a championship team and I think it works out for the Cavs and LeBron James because you know if LeBron decides to leave after the season, the Cavs still have a nice young nucleus to build around. Plus that pick. Yeah, plus the draft pick. So that's cool. Um, but if LeBron decides to stay, he still has a, guy, a group of guys that he can make a long run with. Championship run? No, I don't think so. Definitely going to be tough to take down the Warriors yeah. and the rest of the teams in the Western Conference. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. You know, We sit here at the All-Star break, and it's the Rockets that are first in the Western Conference, mm-hmm. and it's the Toronto Raptors who are first in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. So, you know... Last season, you know, the Celtics were the first in the East, and, you know, that didn't work out too well for them, mm-hmm. obviously. Now this season they have a superstar in Kyrie Irving to help them get there. But mm-hmm. things are different. The NBA is definitely shaping up. But before we let you go, let's talk quickly about the tonight All-Star game, All-Star weekend. I know we were doing a little bit of our picks, debating who was going to win the dunk contest. Mm-hmm. I was getting some shade for my Larry Nance pick. <laughs> um, you know, there's a couple guys out there, obviously, that – are, are a little smaller. The guards out there, people like to see get some yeah. bounce up there. Yeah. Um, predictions for tonight: slam dunk contest, three point contest. I'm sure you got your guy in there, yeah. but and then the All Star game. You know, I, let's we'll talk about you know drafting of the teams compared to the East West and what your thoughts about all that. Uh, start off with the dunk contest because that's the first thing we were talking about. I think Donovan Mitchell, as you saw in the Rising Star game <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> last night, yeah. he just does some incredible things. Um, I think he has a whole package that we haven't really seen yet. He just jumps high like in games, but. As far as, you know, creativity dunks, I think he can do that. He just hasn't had the opportunity to show those kind of things. So I think we need to watch out for him. Uh, Three-point shootout, Tobias. I'm going with Tobias all day. I bet money on him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Obviously, actually, funny story. I've seen him, you know, the Pokemon, the whole Pokemon game. uh, Yeah, Pokemon Go. Yeah, Pokemon Go. Uh, This was about two summers ago, maybe? This was two summers ago. I, I remember playing it. He made a bet with Will Hennep, who's our friend, too, obviously a member of the league that he could beat Will one-handed in a three-point shootout, and he would have to delete all his Pokemon. And Tobias <laughs> literally beat Will one-handed. And Will's a good shooter. I, I've seen yeah. Tobias shoot one-handed because at the camp over the yeah. summer, he did the same thing with me and Ken. Yeah. And uh, I did have no shot. Uh, Ken also lost to Tobias one-handed. He went 15 for 15 right. one-handed. Yeah. So there you go. That's an NBA player for yeah, you. Yeah, he can definitely shoot it. So I'm going with him. 
All-Star game-wise, it's tough to say. I think with the different setup of the All-Star game, they're going to be more competitive. So it depends on who's going to be the most competitive player out there. Um, Last year was Giannis. Giannis came out and was firing. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't put it past him to be the MVP again. Yeah, he just because he's so him Westbrook, yeah. two guys that are just like, all right, I don't care what time of game it is, we're yeah. gonna play and we're gonna play hard. So yeah. that's the, the thing, though. That's 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 the thing this year. I think is guys are talking about. It. I think you know the biggest thing is if LeBron says it, mm-hmm. guys are gonna do it. Of course. So LeBron comes out and says, all right, we owe it to our fans, we owe it to our you know the league and everyone around us that we gotta play mm-hmm. some type of basketball. We yeah. you know obviously first half maybe it's a show like it usually is, and we like to see you know the alley oops from across the court mm-hmm. and everything. You know, everyone wants to cheer this season to see the whole Westbrook-Durant thing yeah. still carrying over. Um, you know, obviously it's different with the draft. I think the draft and having LeBron and Steph pick teams was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I think yesterday it was leaked that Lamarcus Aldridge was the last pick and yeah. Al Horford. I mean, they're, they're not talent yeah, guys. They're not skill guys. It's an all-star game. Yeah. So they're an all-star regardless. Who cares? But I, I think it's going to be a fun time. I, I would definitely like to see some defense played. I know back, you know, before my time, you know, that games were played with more defense. I think the days when, you know, Magic was in it and MJ and all those guys, it's, again, before my time, wish I could, could see it. I'm just watching on NBA Classics on NBA TV. But sidebar, sidebar. I'm sorry to cut you off. How cool would it be if you can get the old All-Stars, so, like, a Magic and a Larry Bird to play, like, a half-court kind of game? That would be phenomenal. That would be, be pretty like, sick. It'd be, like, the big three – but not the big three. If we could just collect three on three, right? But like NBA style, I think that like, would sell. You know, that would absolutely that sell. Would sell yeah. I would sell. Yeah, you, you get know. Jordan out there too. Yeah, if you can get these guys coming out there. I mean, I think Larry Bird getting up there. I think he's still the GM of the Pacers. Oh, but yeah. you know, some of these guys, you know, that you know, even just retired, like to get out there and mm-hmm. do that on, on All Star Weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, raise some money, do some things. You know, especially with everything we have going on today in the world. You know, to to you know, donate money and re- and raise something for that. I think that'd be for sure. a great idea for sure. So, you know, heard it here first, by the way, guys. Heard it here, right. Heard it here first. So, if you want that, you're going to have to go to Chris Cox for that. Um, hit him up. He'll, he'll make sure you guys get that idea going. But, you know, All Star Weekend's always a fun time. I always enjoy it. You know, the only thing I have in the NBA is they do it so late. We're yeah. 57 games into the season yeah. at this rate. And, you know, every other league, you can really think about it, like the MLB, the NFL, everybody has the Pro Bowl, obviously, at the end. But, mm-hmm. you know, all these All Star games are usually like midway through. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. That's the NBA. You know, I guess the last thing we'll touch on is just the draft of it. Like, do you, do you like how it went down? Like, LeBron, like, you if you really look at it on paper, like, LeBron's team is a lot, yeah, lot better. I mean, then he lost so much like, due to injuries and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Porzingis yeah, went out. I yeah. mean, there was just so many guys. Like, you know, obviously New York being Porzingis, is, that's big talk. But, mm-hmm. you know, so many guys went out. But I, I like the draft. I really do. I would say televised it. That's my only caveat with that situation. You know, I want to know who went one, like, yeah. You know, who did you pick and why? Like, I want to hear them actually talk about it. I want to hear LeBron James say, I picked Kyrie Irving because I picked Russell Westbrook because I want to hear Steph say, I picked James Harden yeah. because of this reason. Obviously, so. Of course. I agree. 100% agree. I think that's something that, you know, if you're Adam Silver, if you're the NBA, and you got to figure a way to do that because, hey, that's, that's a huge ratings get. Yeah. And to watch that, I think everyone would be tuned in to watch that. You know, I think the Pro Bowl in the NFL, they did that, I think, two seasons ago. They mm-hmm. had, like, you know, Michael Irvin and, like, someone else, yeah. you know, be, you know, I think it was Chris Carter be coaches, and they were just picking live. And mm-hmm. guys were sitting in, like, a green room, and they were doing interviews and stuff. So I think it's something that definitely should have been televised. You know, with the NBA, it's kind of like, oh, if I get picked last, I don't want to be made into, like, a meme and yeah. go on Twitter. It's like, all right, calm down. You know, you're you're, an, you're playing you're in the NBA, you're making millions of dollars, and right. you're an all-star regardless. I don't care, you know, if you were picked last first or, you know, in the, in, in the middle – 
So mm-hmm. overall, I think it was it, it's it's definitely great. I'm definitely looking forward to yeah. watching them play. Yeah. You know, all of everything tonight. You know, and then obviously tomorrow night. And then we're geared up all the way going towards the playoffs. Absolutely. Believe it or not, which is crazy. Yeah. And then by the time that playoffs come around, we'll have our ultimate hoops playoffs coming around. Mm-hmm. We'll have you hopefully back by the summer. A little bit. A little and uh, it's going to be a great time. So yeah. thank you for joining us today. Happy to have you on as always. You're definitely one of the better guests that we have. So. Yeah. Definitely happy to have you. We appreciate you having me. Uh, Good luck the rest of the way for the season. I look forward to being back in the summertime. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, buddy. Awesome.